welcome. Rump Chat Live, number four, BFO, right here in the parking lot that is now a bullfighting ring. <laughs> BFO, day number four. Everybody's bullfighting organization never created on God's green earth. We've got a... Uh, it's a fact. Check the numbers. It really is. This is the day. We're on qualifier day number three, so this is where all the bullfighters that aren't quite as good are getting hooked a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're, don't say they're not quite as no. good. They don't have the resume the other guys I'm do. I'm going to say they're, no, they're not Weston. They're not that good, but they're trying really crazy stuff, and they're taking a lot of Maybe bookers. they're better than Weston. They're the long shot. They're going to have their shot. Are they better than Tucker? No. They don't have better hair That's than Tucker, for sure. Is that the same girl you had in Sydney? No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, why did you ask that? <laughs> why did you ask him that? It's, oh, oh don't leave him. That, I'm joking. I didn't see it. I saw his family in Sydney. Yeah, it's okay. Everyone, moving on. I tell you what, it's good to be here today on this beautiful day of rum chat. Thank you to everyone listening. Uh, been watching live every day. We've had, like, a lot of people. Oh, we have a lot of people here. Uh, one of my favorite mates from Australia, the great Bronco. Uh, I Finley. saw Jake the other day, and we're going to have to get him on the show. And so he says, I won't talk Hi, some mate. crap about the boys, eh? Hey, mate. That's be a nice. terrible accent. I'm sorry. It'd be That's nice the... of you to buy your Ed Shelby Rodeo Clown friend a drink of whiskey. But or uh, something. now we need to, oh, there's the mayor of Charleston, Arkansas right there, too. Hey, hey. Look at him. Hello, Sherm. So hey, we got a lot of people right. out here uh, on we, the fan zone mezzanine. But our guest today, he's back. The highest rated, uh, highest downloaded Rump Chat episode of all time featured this man. His family is legendary. His son is a moron. He's so tough he wants to use a live rattlesnake as a condom. <laughs> He's done it on the rodeo business. Ladies and gentlemen, Rumpstad Bronco. Hey, welcome, everyone. It's good to be here. I can't verify the the rattlesnake thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I should. You know, it should be able to say that. I know at least three times. I didn't know you were watching. (laughs) (laughs) Can we cut the live feed? (laughs) No. Oh, wow. Bronco Rumford here in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> man, we're not like two we minutes are starting off good on a Sunday morning. God, Sunday morning coming uh, down right here. Um, I want to start off first. Our, a big congratulations to our man Hunter Cure taking the round win last night. Rump and I got to go on the stage at that other casino down the way. Giddy's buckle. He gave us a shout out after we had to tell him. Funny thing Say though. Say something about Bogo. Say something about Rump Chat. Funny thing, though, about Hunter. So, for all y'all that have been watching the finals, round number one, he had a good run. Round number two, he gets ran over by his hazer, gets his face stepped on, and it's still uh, 8.9 seconds. He forgets his rump chat sticker on his shirt mm. on Saturday night and wins the round. Okay? So, I don't so know if he's going to wear it He may not be wearing the you're, – you're you know what we should do? Because he said – he forgot his rump chat patch. We should send a rump chat patch with Bronco because Bronco works on the kind of an end. And then if he don't have it, we got a backup. I can That's dress brilliant. him. That's brilliant. Yeah. 
So, Bronco, tell us about, you just got done with the Queen Coronation. Last night we had Miss Rodeo America and Miss Rodeo Canada wearing rump chat patches. Is it, So, we've got a new Miss Rodeo America right now. Well, they, I had to leave just before they announced uh, the winner. So oh, I, no, I'm, just to come be on I, our I show, you just, gave just, that up? Just to come be on rump chat. I, I, I don't know what's well, wrong with me. We, at least you know where your priorities are at. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, Bronco, you've been coming to Las Vegas since 1985. Um, a lot of history right here in the town. I think a lot of our listeners, they loved your story so much. You got a good Las Vegas story that you could tell on live feed right now? Well, well, I have a lot of stories about uh, Las Vegas, and it's a little different now than it used to be because used to be we had hotel rooms, but we never used them. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, now at my age, I, I just... All I can do to get back there as quick as I can. But, yeah, my favorite story in Las Vegas was, if you can imagine, one night we'd had quite a bit to drink and we'd, we'd gambled quite a bit and we'd lost all our money. And we're in the Excalibur. And we're wandering around there. We're staying at Binion's downtown. We're wandering around there trying to figure out how in the world. We had no credit cards. They were all maxed out. <laughs> we, we had no wheels. We had no money. And it's a long way from the caliber to the uh, Binions. We're trying to figure out how we're going to get get home. So we're wandering around there in the casino, and this little lady, probably 90 years old, is sitting at a blackjack table, and she says, hey, you cowboys. She says, you guys are all alike. You like the young, pretty girls, and ain't none of you pay any attention to an old woman. She says, come over here and play some blackjack. I said, well, ma'am, we'd love to. We looked around. There's no other cowboys other than just us three. I said, well, we, we'd sure like to sit down here and play with you, but we're broke. He says, you don't need money. Sit down. So we sit down there at that table, and this little old lady would give each of us a $5 chip every hand. Which nice. back, in the, back in those days, a $5 chip was worth 50 today. Uh, exactly. And you, I don't know if you've gambled and you know it, but if oh, somebody's yeah. giving you money every hand. You take it. You, you can make <laughs> money. Absolutely. We, we sat there until about 4 in the morning, and uh, – we hooped and hollered and told stories, and we loved on that old gal, and we had a great time. You and, loved on that old gal. And, and every, <laughs> could, you, could you back that up? Because in Vegas, that means something different, Dad. Yeah. Okay? You take it however you want to take it. We, we love that old gal. <laughs> it, anyhow, we, uh, at, the, at 4 o'clock in the morning, we had quite a bit of money. And she says, boys, she says, I've got to go. She said, my plane leaves at 7. I've got to go get ready to go back to California. So we take this money, and we, we kind of shove it all over there towards her. And she looks at us, and she says, now, boys, you can do one of two things. You can leave that money lay here on the table, at which time when we leave, the casino will keep it, or you can put it in your pocket. Well, now, the three of us, we discussed this. We kicked it around quite a little while, and we finally decided it'd be better if we kept the money. So we, we ushered her to the, to the elevator. and center on her way to go home we walked back to the hotel we've got some money and so i told uh uh danny cannon and uh kevin rich i said uh, <laughs> that's a rough crew for y'all i said uh, let, let's bet a hundred dollars a hand there you go there's the and, old rumford wit coming through so, right there. <laughs> so we we take a hundred dollars we put it down and we get a blackjack yachty we we stack the money play the second hand we get another blackjack. We stack the money. One more hand. We get the third blackjack. We gather up our money, cash it in. We get a limousine. We take it to Binion's. 
We played blackjack till noon the next day, and we lost a lot of money at Binion's. But when we got done, we had $1,800. a boy. <laughs> That's a pretty good night in that Vegas. A, yeah, and all because of that poor 90-year-old woman that you guys scammed out of so, her money. <laughs> somebody, somebody asked me if we got her name, and I said, she was old. She wasn't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to be a 90-year-old woman playing blackjack in Vegas by being stupid. I mean, I don't feel, you know. I'll tell you, another night we, uh, we started at the Excalibur, and we walked. And we stopped at every casino on the east side of the strip. Yeah. Every stopped at every casino. We took $25 and we doubled it or lost it. Walked the entire strip, clear back to Binion's, got, got back there at noon the next day. And we had some money that night, too. You know, we, uh, we've had so many questions about the Braun Crumford. Do, you, do, do we pull up the comments on the. On our Facebook feed. Uh, if you have a question for Bro Crumford. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you got it. Uh, you can actually. Oh, Ty, Ty's watching. Right oh, now. Ty. Hey. Steven, hey, Ty. Steven Oakey's watching. Hey, Steve, Steven and Ty. It should, oh, it's Sunday in Abbeville, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Narducci's watching. Hello, Bradley. Hey, Brad. Uh, oh, my father-in-law. Say hi to Guy Carter. Guy Carter's a Anyway, team. yeah. If you got a question for Bronk Rumford, go ahead and uh, put a comment. On this, and uh, if you're watching, tune in. And uh, but um, and I and I hope you guys are also watching the Rump Chat League. We got our belt right here. Um, I'm gonna check the standings right now. Do you know that I am in number Did one? Did you get in our league? No, I'm not. I'm I'm in the league way above that. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, did you know I'm winning the tattoo league right now? And Attaboy. you know who's in last place? If it all ended today, I would win the Tattoo League. Luke Branquino would lose the Tattoo League, and I get to pick his tattoo. Yes. So I think if, if I get to, if at the end of the day, I get to pick Luke Branquino's tattoo, it's going to be a deal of him steer wrestling a cougar. How cool would that be? Or a bear. I haven't really decided the animal, but and like Luke's going to be coming in on a cloud of flames. And it's going to be on his lower back. <laughs> Dad, who, who would win in a fight, Luke Branquino or Jake Reinhardt? Well, I think it'd be Jake, Jake Reinhardt Jake. because he's got a lot more reach. <laughs> oh, we've, we've Jake, definitely. And he's not 82 years old. We've, <laughs> we've definitely been running into, uh, you know, we like to talk about who would win in a fight. Um, our rodeo announcer friends out here, now that they're all in one spot, have kind of been calling us out a little bit on that. Yeah. So Jody Carper has kind of been mentioning it every day. Which we learned he wears slippers. Did you know he wore slippers? Rory Limmel, and on a side, Rory came here yesterday and sold you out on the <laughs> Venezuela story. <laughs> on the Venezuela, Let me tell yeah. you about Rory Limmel. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Did he tell about the Queen contest in Venezuela? Oh, yeah, and he oh, said yeah. he had a different version. <laughs> Well, mine is the correct version. <laughs> I'm sure it is. When we were standing there, and he's holding that, the only blonde in the contest, we're in Venezuela, and, and the only blonde in the contest, he, he holds her up as a winner, and then first two bear cans hit the stage right in front of us. He, that's he, where the he, story differs. He dropped his, her hand and turned to the net left of him, and that dark-haired uh, Spanish-looking beauty, 
He picked her hand up. <laughs> well, I was gonna Rory stay. No dummy. I was gonna stay hooked, but that Rory, he give it up. According to Rory, it wasn't a couple beer cans. It was like cases yeah, of cases beer. Cases of beer uh, came flying at him. Let me tell you, in, in South America, when they like it, they throw empty beer cans into the to the arena. But when they don't like it, the beer cans they throw are full, and there was several. Yeah, Ooh, there's gonna hit the stage. There's gonna be no throwing beers at the uh, BFO. Uh, Just unless, pounding beers. Unless they're empty gold buckle beer cans, as we've got with us today. Thank you. Make the gold your buckle next buckle. staff that stocked us. Hey, uh, so uh, Pax and Team Pax and Prez, Preston Perino is number one in our league. Um, kind of going down through here. I think Ashley's here, up there. She's number 12. Woo-hoo, Ashley Rumford, Way number go, 12. Ashley. Whit and I, my wife and I, which... You know, I chose 90% of the team uh, are not in the top 100. You should have uh, let her pick. I should have let her pick. You guys suck, Hambone. Yeah. It's like the guy's never been to a rodeo before. Hey, Dad, did you get to see with it, me and Hambone? We got to go on stage last night with Hunter Cure. You did? I didn't see yeah. it. We were still working. Oh. <laughs> so, take us. Okay, so take us through. Tell us what you do at the finals. Take us through an average day in the NFR with Bronco Rumford. Well, you know, we uh, we help run the time to get in. Right. So we start early in the morning. Uh, you know, we prepare all the cattle uh, prior to the start of the NFR. And then the first three days, we tie calves of a morning, usually about seven. And uh, then we once we get that done, while we're back to the deal to sort the extras and whatnot off the stairs and, and the team ropers. And uh, then we go back about 1.30 to uh, – stage the cattle, pin them, get them ready for the night turf, run them all through. Uh, and then, of course, we're back there at Thomas and Mac about 5 to get ready for the night turf. Ugh. Ugh. Seems like a lot of work. I'm tired just listening to that. Well, I tell you, you know, it's just for us workaholics. Well, right? yeah. We're, we have some aholics over here at Rump Chat, but it's not work-related. And today's on Sunday, but I feel like today, uh, the last three days at Rump's Rodeo Party at the beautiful Orleans Hotel and Casino, a Boyd Gaming Resort. We've had, we've had capacity crowds the first three days. Uh, last night was amazing, but I feel like the first Sunday is kind of a, a transition day where your first round of NFR visitors are shipping out on Sunday to go home to go to work on Monday, and you have round number two uh, coming in on Sunday night. Does it? Yeah, they go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday and then home and then and then the final burners come in Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And by that time we're all like uh, The hardest but part like let's party. Oh, I know, that's what sucks like and I don't want to be rude, but like I, I see more friends in Vegas than I do like at home. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I see people from Ponca City that I hardly ever see in Las Vegas. And they'll call me like, Man, we just got here, let's go party, let's get some beer and like, man, I've been here for a week and a half, dude. Uh, you know what I want to do? I want to go back to my hotel room and order up some TGI Fridays and watch ah. The Office on Netflix. You God guys sound old. We are old, bro. I can remember when we used to go to the beach and stay there till the sun come up. Oh, uh, well, we're not. <laughs> you know, one of my. You're my, a different generation. My, one of my the... favorite stories is, and I don't know if I should tell this live, but I'm going to. When I was in high school, um, I had a fake ID, and I partied so hard one day that Dad finally let me sit on our front row seats at the NFR, 
and I fell asleep during the grand entry. <laughs> he was so pissed off. I, uh, and they I, showed him on the big screen. <laughs> I, I got a fake ID that said I was 23 years old. <laughs> and uh, I got it from a guy in Hutchinson, Kansas. Oh. And, well, that only worked half the time. And when I run out of, uh, when they took that ID away, I got a, I'm not going to tell his name, but he only has one arm and he has a specialty act. And um, he's kind of a bandit. And uh. so <laughs> he bought me a, a case of old Milwaukee's best and I drank it. And, Got the sleepies at the old rodeo. <laughs> but you know another, uh, and you, Dad, you're, you're an old man. You might be a part of this. And, uh, oh, there it is. And so if you're going to enter the realm of the Thomas and Mac, you got to be bad to the bone. That'd be cool if the one-armed bandit could put a bunch of tourists on top of his trailer as Thomas and Mac. Old man conversations in the urinal of Thomas and Mac. That needs to be oh, recorded. That's, yeah, that's... Um, what did you say you so heard last I night? I text Rump last Listen night. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you come in there and half the guys are drunk, you know, and it's usually a timed event, or, a timed event that's going on. And the bathrooms are pretty full. And you're just, you know, some guy's like, my God, you see that brown horse at Casey Field had? Yeah, what a piece of shit. Yeah, that. Up oh, there yeah. at Jasper on Tuesday, they bucked them Colts out. Bob Miller, you know, Bob, he's got, that horse shouldn't have been here, you know. And then all of a sudden, in the background, you hear a random. <laughs> you know, oh. So, it's gross. <laughs> An old. <laughs> you know? Don't play that. Was that you or was that a sound effect? That was a sound effect. Are... Oh, yeah. Unless oh. it was you. That wasn't the, me. Their bathrooms at the Thomas and Mac are quite the, it's quite the place. And then you get the, the, the guy that's. At least they put dividers in between uh, because you'd always get the guy that was drunk that had to lean against something, and usually it was the guy next to him, you know. And I understand, so I'd, I'd support a guy, but there's some guys. <laughs> it's too bad they don't have bathrooms at the Thomas and Mac like a real rodeo, like the old-school rodeo grounds that just have, like, the, the trough, and then if you have to take a dump, there's just a wooden <laughs> hole cut in the plywood, and there's not even a – that's old-school that, rodeo right there. That's too uh, – Restrooms in uh, the Middle East. Yeah. Well, it's uh, that's their going green I, initiative. I, I want to do. I want to go in there and it's packed and go up to the urinals and it's just a line of dudes and do the little kids, uh, the little boys pee where I just take my drop my pants to my ankles and just stand there. Uh, and see what Great story, Hambone. Have the, you another one? The visual on that's not very pleasant. <laughs> What yeah, is, but it would be funny, right, Sherm? Don't don't encourage the bone. <laughs> don't encourage uh, the you know, conversations at the Thomas. Um, the Thomas Mac, though, the rodeo has been really, really great. I'm, yeah, Boyd Paul Amos, I think you know uh, you can't change up much because it's the NFR and it's already the greatest show on dirt. But it's I think the extra video vignettes. Or, or neat, you know, he's doing the projection mapping on the on the dirt floor, which is basically their projectors that have designs and even video that are reflecting off the arena floor, and uh, which is not cheap. Yeah. But they really stepped up, made a few changes, and I think he's doing really good now. You know, because you're in meetings every day. How, how's how's Voidy? Well, he's doing great. You know. Uh, the the biggest thing that I see, and you know, uh, my perspective is 
from a cowboy because, sure. as you know, I am a cowboy. Yeah, cowboy. Uh, but the new saddles for the opening horses, yep. all the front-end horses, uh, boy, that's needed to happen for a long time. Yep. Uh, so, you, you know, Boyd's, uh, Boyd's doing a lot of great things. I think Boyd, you know, is going to do fantastic. I think as he moves in gets more comfortable, I got a kick out of him the first day we were here. No. I see him. He's out there overseeing the uh, preparation of the dirt, go into the building, and that's that's quite a deal. Sure. Uh, if if nobody's ever kind of seen that, but you know they were putting moisture and testing the content of the moisture and all that. Boyd was overseeing all that, and I walked by him. I said, "Hey, Boyd, you got everything under control?" And he rolled his eyes and he said, "I'm finding out how easy announcing is." Yeah, exactly. What? So it, it's a it's a huge job and. And, you know, even as much as Boyd's been around, it's a little overwhelming. It's got to be. But I tell you, he, he's doing great, and he'll continue to do great. He'll yep. do nothing but get better. Yeah, I think get this first year under his belt. And, uh, you know, it's just the, it's. I think it's the little things, like I said, like testing the dirt. And I know in the new saddles, I remember when he was coming out here, I think the week before Thanksgiving, or, or no, even before, uh, when they are coming out rehearsal or something, he, he had to go uh, turn the uh, the uh, stirrups on the yeah. saddles. Oh, yeah. And so they, you know, the girl, it would be more comfortable for the girls. You know, that, I mean, here's the GM of the NFR going to storage and making the, sure the stirrups are good on the front end horses. I mean, that's what this job is. It's oh, un- yeah. <laughs> it's so meticulous. And, I mean, you think about just the guys that wash the shoots. And I didn't know this till last night. If a bull hits the, like, really hits the uh, a gate hard, like on the shoot gate, they'll replace that gate. They yeah. will not have a dented gate wow at the finals which is pretty pretty cool i mean like all the thought and effort that goes in and and so, i that's one thing i just don't i i'm glad i'm not on facebook because i don't i hate when people are like well by god if i was running it dudes so it's you, you don't you're, you're saying if there's a bent, bent gate you don't got three committee men a case of beer pack of smokes Two sledgehammers, straighten it out. <laughs> if we bent the crap out of a gate, the only rodeo committee that could fix it with that amount of stuff would be Sykes to Missouri. <laughs> yeah. They'd have a skid loader and uh, Leroy jumping out of an airplane. And plenty of cigarettes. Plenty never, of smoke. I'll never forget the first year I was shoot boss of the time to get in, and I got the schedule. And uh, at that time, Sean Davis's schedule starts like in September. And every, everything that has to do with the NFR is scheduled to the minute. Mm-hmm. And if, if you were around to, to see all that scheduling play out, that stuff, none of that stuff is hardly ever late. It's always exactly. But one of the things that most impressed me on that schedule the first time I was shoot boss was I look on there and on October 20th or whatever the date was, the toilet paper came yep. in. To Thomas and Mac. I mean, th- that's how far down, you know, that what scheduling ply? and what and ply is that toilet paper? Is there special? It, it was it was two ply. Yeah, uh, yeah. NFR caliber. John Wayne caliber. Uh, yeah, it is Ty, that meticulous. <laughs> Ty says uh, your, your your horses are out. <laughs> well, that's nothing new. Tell him to put them in. <laughs> um, Carla Anderson says hi. Justin just left the Sneed Christmas get together. Oh, yeah, the old Sneed family reunion right uh, there. Uh, Chad Van Hoosen, what's up, Bronx? Hey, Chad. Eddie Hatfield says, hey, Hambone. Hi, Eddie. Chad, are you going to come over and see us when we all dress up in our Christmas jammies? <laughs> yeah, it's getting Christmas jammies <laughs> we season. we got to get a picture of that. We've got our Christmas jammies already in. 
During the Christmas season, Brown Crawford likes to spend 10 minutes watching his grandchildren open up gifts and 19 hours taking a long Christmas nap. That's true. That's what Christmas is all about. If anybody's I, dad can outnap my dad, I'll give him a $20 bill. Uh, that, you're safe with that 20 <laughs> By the way, that's probably my 20 Yeah, can I have, have, it? have a 20 Hey, uh, I gave you a belt buckle there. Do you have the buckle on? I do have it on. Look at it. Hey, you yeah. better keep wearing that buckle. He, he, Bronk got, uh, it only took eight gold buckles for Rump to give one to his dad, who is kind of responsible for Rump coming into this world. He had a small I part. I couldn't believe it. he and said. When I mean that, small part, I mean small part. He said, like, you've got to wear that. Like, I wasn't going to wear it. I didn't well, want I, you to, like, trade it for. Papa. I didn't want you to trade it for some NFR tickets. So let's be honest, okay? <laughs> Bronco has one huge Las Vegas flaw. That it's a huge flaw. If anybody here, like, he can't say the word. It starts with N and ends in O. No. Hey, Bronco, it's me. I met you 18 years ago. Remember, we were at a truck stop. Hey, could you get me six plazas for Saturday night together? <laughs> hey. No you bet, hell yeah, buddy, I'll be there. No kidding, that guy was there last night, ah. and he bought six tickets. When I was a, here is a really sad story that our listeners are going to cry over. When I was a young boy, full of hope and happiness, I wasn't on blood pressure medicine at the time. I just wanted to go to the NFR, but I got there one night, and my dad promised some tickets to his banker. So I had to sit in the parking lot of the Thomas and Mac while our bankers sat in my seats on the front row. That's that's a true story. One <laughs> night, one night, and I, the banker didn't even know that. Like he before, doesn't we even were, deny it. When well, we go to go in, I was like, "Man, I wish I could go in." And I was like, "I can't wait to see Dan Mortensen." And and the guy literally said, "Is Dan Mortensen a good roper?" And I'm like, "Dad, how in the hell can we let these dipsticks?" But that's before I knew about banking. And speaking of which, Ryan Austin, if you're out there, I'd like to thank you for being a great friend of mine and thank you to Bank of Oklahoma. Anyhow, so that, I didn't realize about bankers, but uh, yeah, later in life is when I passed out on the front row and kind of made up for the ticket flaw. One night I, I had too many tickets sold and I'd already handed them out and I was one short. And so I told Kate, <laughs> I said, I hollered at my wife and I said, honey, come here. I want to upgrade your ticket. I want to get you a better seat i said give me the ticket you got so she handed me her ticket which was in row a of section 104 and so i took that ticket and i got her a seat at the bar outside of thomas and mac oh <laughs> and i thought it was a better seat but what a sweetheart uh, anyhow honey i hope you're not listening she is because she uh nana is she a commented. sweetheart and she she's kate, got our kids kate says hey papa and daddy love from your girls uh Nana's homework, and so Ashley can be out here and help me. Uh, hey, uh, old Daryl Thiessen. Oh, Daryl. He says, is it true Justin has Canadian blood in him? Yes, half Canadian. Yes. Hey, Daryl. Fergie, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I wish we had the copy of Ferg trying to jump that bull. Or not Ferg, but have you guys seen the video from the first BFO deal when Daryl tries to flatfoot that bull? Y'all see that? Not good. If Actually, Daryl, if you could post that to my Instagram. Hey, you know, talking about Canadian and just, you know, the first time we ever went to Canada, we went on a trail ride with my in-laws. And <laughs> this was in uh, like May. July. May or July, yeah. You know, I mean, the weather was beautiful. But there's still snow on the mountain. 
and we're we're on this trail ride, and we come across this lake, and Justin says, uh, my father-in-law, he says, hey, Will, he says, would it be all right if I jumped in the, took a little swim? This is warm. This is hot. Absolutely. Hot. And Will, he kind of looked at him, and then Will, he, he kind of looked up there at the snow on those mountaintops, which weren't very far away, and he said, sure, just jump right in there. Justin, he stripped down to, to his underwear and jumps off into that lake. And it's the only time in my life that he never could talk. <laughs> it Remember was that? it was like jumping into a Yeti cooler filled with ice, but worse. <laughs> Not that I had a lot to shrivel up, but, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, somebody in the uh, penthouse fighting bulls was trying to shove one of the bullfighters into a trash can. Chance Mormon going down. Oh, Chance, leave Chance. the knife on the belt. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, just uh, just get in the trash can. It'd be easier that way. Daryl says this fired back on me. <laughs> I know what I'm doing first. All right, so let's get um, let me get the uh, draw for tonight. I want to say one thing about last night. Major letdown. I was so looking forward to Austin Foss on the Killer B. Killer B had his day. Hey. And and number two, my and he number didn't spin. My number two letdown was Dalen Swearage in a hot ready. Dalen rides bulls way ranker than that. I don't know how he fell off. My number three letdown probably was Bradley Harder. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm hoping that the, the jitters are gone. It's night number four. Let's kick ass. You know? Let's do it. What? Well, that, that the killer being Austin Foss last night, we were discussing that before the rodeo, and I had a guy tell me, that Austin Foss, he handles rank horses really good. But he didn't that's handle a, Killer that's B diff- very good. That's a, that's a fucking dude. Well, I tell you, I'm going to go first because I'm taking my Hawkeye, which I'm wearing my Hawkeye's hat today because bowl selection is today. Which, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I do want to say there is a shot at the Citrus Bowl, which they would maybe play Alabama, and I do not want to see a pissed off Alabama. That would, that would be terrible for my Hawkeye's. Yeah, that would that would be very bad. Anywho, has so, Alabama still got a football program? Just kidding. Oh, I'm yeah. just kidding. They lose two games and then the world is over. Anyway, I'm going to go Tim O'Connell on Control Freak. Ooh, yeah. Service. I'm going to take uh, Tanner Oss on uh, Bridwell Pro Rodeo's Wild and Blue. Oh. You know, they, they've done really well on the Bridwell Pro Rodeo stuff so far. Yeah. This finals. Yep. And uh, that Wild and Blue, that's one everybody likes to get on. Wild and Blue's been coming to this rodeo since it moved to Las Vegas. That's an old horse. <laughs> I hope my sister's hey, is Haley tuning in. If if you want a good one, go with the old one. Chris Stapleton, everybody. Hey, hey. That was a flip off then a peace sign. Well Chris uh, Stapleton's awesome. Yeah, control control freak, yeah, Wild and Blue, those are are pretty good money. Uh gosh. Caleb on William Wallace, think? William Wallace, He yeah. likes his pen. Tim O'Connell, William Wallace, Fort Madison, Iowa, 90 points. So I'm going to go with my man, Rump Chat listener, uh, Will Kimsey's brother, Tim O'Connell. <laughs> I. <laughs> but didn't Will change his last name when he married Dust to Kimsey? He might as well have. Yeah. The All Kimseys, right. Trey, Sage, and Will. Be, be <laughs> easy on Will. That's where I get a lot of my tickets. Yeah, oh, sorry. Will, yeah, I said Will's Bill. <laughs> All right. So, oops, on the wrong round here. Round four, Bronc riding. 
Oh, you got to pick your steer wrestling. If you don't say Hunter Kier, Hunter Kier, Hunter Kier, like you said yesterday, Hunter Kier is going to win the steer wrestling tie down and team roping both ends. No, I tell you, he's going to win the steer wrestling tonight. Tanner Bruner, Tanner, he's had heck so far, but I, that boy Bulldog's good. And uh, you he's, know what steer, he's from the promised land. Yeah. Can, can you give us an insight on the steers? What steer pin do we have tonight? Since you're a tight of it guy. Uh, the steer pin tonight will be kind of the bigger pin. Uh, I think uh, I think they're Jeff Miller's steers. Oh, so uh, from Kansas, from Kansas, from Kansas, and uh, you know Tanner Bulldog's good, and uh, he's had a little heck, so he's going to come on strong tonight. He's going to kind of be like uh, who was that guy Hunter Kier that ha- was in the wreck, and he comes back the next night and wins it. If so. you say a bad word Hello, about Aaron. Hunter, if you say a bad word about Hunter Kier, I will punch you in public, Dad. We I got, love Hunter Cure. We got 2,000-some people watching right now, and it uh, could be you. Oh. oh Michigan and Alabama. God. Thank you. Michigan and Al- gets Alabama. And Alabama's going to be oh, really God. pissed off. And I'm glad my Hawkeyes do not have to face that. Hey, on a side note, look who showed up. Thank you. Will. Hey, Will. I didn't know. Hi. Oh, yeah. I didn't say anything. He said it. I did not say anything. Will, I was standing up for you, buddy. Will O'Connell. Will. Will. Okay. We got to keep moving with right, the show. Bronk we can't riding. talk to Will. Here we Bronk are, Bronco. Bronco. Right. Let's look through the. Can you see it at all? Um, I already know my pick. Do you want to give her my pick? Go for it. Uh, to me, this is going to be kind of a fist fight. But um, I'm going to go with. Jake Watson on Xena Warrior. That's I was looking at that. That dude, remember that dude at uh, Pialop? That yep. is a bucking dude. Was that the one that Ryder had? Yeah. That, 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 one of the best bronc rides I've ever seen in my life. Calgary is pretty hard to argue with about horses because their horses are, like, more beautiful than all the ladies at the Spearmint Rhino put together. Aren't they, Bronco? Exactly. How do you Bron- know what they Bronco look like? Bronco doesn't oh. know the Spearmint Rhino. He's more of a glitter gold type of guy. <laughs> glitter gold. Where the girls are hot, the beer is not. <laughs> That's what it says on the sign. Who'd you pick this bronc ride? Uh, Jake Watson, Xena Warrior. Jake Watson. Who'd you, you pick, Jimbo? Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I like Wild Cherry, but I can't go with J.J. Elshear. Just that leg is just not letting him do what he needs to do. So I, I feel bad for the guy. But um, Jesse Wright has already won a round, but I think he gets another one on Pete Carr's hired gun. That's a pretty nice horse. 89 points on that horse at San Angelo this year. I, I think Jesse gets the second, uh, second win out of four. Well, oh. I, I, I'm going to stay with my uh, Prairie Circuit boys. Uh, you know, we got to got to support uh, our hometown boys. Uh, Colt Gordon on damage good, a big rafter. So. I thought Colt was going to fall off that horse that was running off last night. He <laughs> barely well, made the whistle. You know, I was worried for old Colt. I love Those Colt. odds play out, you know. So that, that's why I'm kind of going with long shots tonight. Uh, like Tanner, Colt, them boys have had a little tough luck so far, they're but gonna they're going to come around. Can, and them boys are good hands. Can I retract my pick? Nope. Nope. I I forgot about it. Kid Rock from Brookman's is out tonight. You know, uh, you remember that Kid Rock, he's been badass for years. Like he, They were uh, they were like 91 points that dude at Wolf Point, Montana. With old judges that don't like to score over 75. God, why did I pick <laughs> that? Well, dang you it, Bronco. Up. 
Bull riding. And I did that last night with Trey Benton the third. I picked him. He didn't win the round, but he got in there, got one road, placed, I think, in the top three. So that's what I can see. That had a bad first two rounds. So um You and me and Dalen Swergen have in common. We you, both know we both rode the same number of bulls at the NFR this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's true. Come on, Dalen. All right, bull riding. I, I don't even know what he's got. I haven't even looked to see what he's got, but I'm gonna go with Dalen because uh that that boy rides outstanding, and uh, he he's gonna get it together one of these nights. I think it's tonight. What's Wait, he got? I know it. He rode better at the. He needs to pull it together. Oh, I know he's got. Oh, high high low rodeo. You know, twenty uh, to life. Uh, high low. That's a that's a good spin. These are some after last uh, the first couple rounds. These are just some, some bulls that they should be able to ride. You know, Dustin Murray and the high low crew. They always bring some good ones. So uh, I think tonight's Dalen's. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to go. Uh, I really don't know any of these bulls, so I would re- really like to see my boy Trevor Kastner, um, who is older than, fairly older than Garrett. Um, you know, but yeah. I saw Garrett still laughs about me calling him old. He's like 24. Yeah, he's 26. Hey, did we skip some events? No. Yeah, we. It's hard. What are you gonna? Again, we it's explain this every day. How are we gonna do it? Oh, I got uh, you know, this guy, and I got Shane Hanchy in the calf room. He's got calf thirty six. That's a good calf. Hey, Dad. Days eight nine on him in Rosenberg Tech. Can I not? Can I we not don't got the judges pick? sheet. Uh, I got a really good pick with thought behind it, and y'all can take this to the bank, y'all. My pick tonight, Jordan Hansen. On Pure Gangster from Barnes, uh, from Barnes Rodeo, Marty Barnes, Barnes Pro Rodeo, and let me tell you, in this day and age, with if you've been to a PBR or an ABBI event where these guys show up and the the bulls have like custom shoes on so their ankles don't get sore, and they're riding a thirty six <laughs> foot gooseneck with nineteen foot of shavings, and they stay in pins by themselves, and they hire masseuses, and they, and they have fans on them, they like, you know, these bulls are, you know. Very, very kind of, um, they're very catered to. Marty Barnes Bulls can buck every weekend, buck people off, hook the clowns, tear down an arena, and drive the truck home. All that, right, those bulls never buck once a weekend; they're always bucked twice. Pure Gangster is a bucking bull that I seen on their Facebook page, uh, bucked at Cherokee, Iowa, and that dude on Pro Bull Stats has been bucked a lot, and he's awesome. So, plus Marty Barnes. And all the people I've ever got to know in Pro Rodeo, Marty Barnes is one of the coolest dudes there is. So, come on, Barnes Rodeo. And if he wins, Marty, I will go up on stage and get your buckle tonight with you for free on behalf of Rump Chat. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that's uh, that's some good picks. I just kind of want to go. Um, got time for we... a couple more comments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ty, Dustin's brother. Wants you to tell the story about dumping the, a bull on the highway in Canada. It fell out. He didn't dump the. Well, yeah, we we had uh, two trained bulls, Gomer <laughs> and Benson Blue, and uh, my dad, where I learned a lot of my stuff. And Justin sometime will tell you the story about how I sold his horse when he was about nine years old. I told him he died. The horse, <laughs> I sold him for a lot of money. Love you, uh, Dad. I, actually, I sold him for more money than Justin still owes me. 
And but anyhow, let's not confuse the story uh, with numbers. We had these two gentle bulls, and my dad <laughs> sold them for a lot of money to uh, a car dealer in Canada that wanted to do commercial with them. So Kate and I, Kate's folks live in Canada. Uh, they're just a little ways from Maple Creek, and so we were going to go visit our folks and then deliver these bulls uh, up there by Calgary. So we we get to uh, Maple Creek and we spend the night with Kate's folks. Wilf and Gene and and uh, ha- had a great visit. The next morning we're preparing to leave and we're getting these bulls loaded. And we had a big twenty four foot gooseneck and it was kind of like what you were saying. Had it you know down with shavings and uh, all this stuff. And anyhow, Wilf, my father in law, he says, uh, "You want me to throw a little hay in there for those bulls to eat?" So I said, uh, "Yeah." And so I didn't close the back gate. I did. I didn't lack. Because I thought Wilf was going to come in there and and uh, feed those bulls. Well, Wilf goes in the front and throws the hay over. Well, anyhow, we we say our goodbyes and and uh, we leave, pull out on the the only main road in Canada. It's, uh, what road is? Oh yeah, number one highway. It's the only main road in Canada. Anyhow, we pull out on under number one highway and we're blowing down through there about seventy mile an hour. And this dude passes us and he is frantic. I mean, waving, got the awfulest look on his face, and he just, uh, I can read his lips, you lost your bull. And so, boy, we pull over and we stop, go back there, and sure enough, gate's open. Well, old Benson Blue was missing. Gomer, he's still in the You think you've ever trailer. had a bad day? You ever lost a bull out of a trailer going down a highway? Anyhow, we, we uh, turn around, we close the gate, we turn around, and we head back. Uh, make a U-turn there on number one highway, and we get back. We come up over this little hill, and there's old Benson Blue uh, standing right in the middle of number one highway, has has the traffic backed up, <laughs> and just standing there. Amazingly, he's not hurt. He, well, he's, skin, he's skinned up a little bit because I don't know if you've ever fell out of a trailer doing 70 mile an hour down the highway, but, you, you know, you're going to be a little skinned up. And so anyhow, <laughs> so, you know, and my heart's, clear up in my throat, uh, you know, and my boy, boy blue. we pull there and we come <laughs> through the medium and, and, uh, I run over there and he just stands there and I snap a lead rope in the, in the ring in his nose. And we just lead him, jump him back to the trailer and we take off and all the high, all those people is backed up on the highway. They're all just, they're in amazement. They can't believe what they've just seen. No one's going to believe if they so go home and tell that story to somebody. We're blowing down number one highway, and Kate and I were talking, and we say, you know, if we don't tell this, nobody will ever know that we lost this bull. And so that that's our story. We're going to stick with it, you know. So we deliver the bulls. We stopped somewhere up there, and we bought a lot of cosmetic stuff, and we uh, put all that cosmetic stuff on his, on his uh, scrape, his uh, burns, you know, and so we deliver him. Everything's fine. When we get back to Kate's folks that night uh, or that next day, and we're sitting there in the living room, and uh, my father-in-law, he says, uh, how did uh, how'd you get along? Me, I've been known to lie once or twice. <laughs> just, just in case. I, I looked at a will, and I said, oh, man, it was a great trip. No problems? Oh, no, everything, man, everything's smooth as could be. And, boy, we're kind of sitting there, and Will finally says, uh, when you lost that bull, did it skin him up? Man, I looked at him. I said, how in the world did you know we lost that bull? Well, their neighbor, which this is a little creepy. Yeah. 
that Wilf's neighbors were, uh, which lived just off number one highway a little bit, were looking out their deal in their binoculars, seen as pleased as bull. <laughs> and they, they called Wilf. Wilf knew we lost the bull before we ever got back <laughs> to, to load the bull up. But uh, in the end, uh, again, I was exposed for lying, so I got to tell you, it, it doesn't pay to lie because pretty soon you're going to be exposed. So you anyhow, that, but but we uh it, we got up, the bull Hambo. delivered. Everything was good, and uh, you know, I just looked stupid for yeah. forgetting to close the gate. But. Well, uh, speaking of you know father son, uh, I want to show off. Get ready to, the to see the best T-shirt you have ever saw. Making his Vegas debut, coming in at eight pounds nine ounces Woo! for the very first time. Augustus. Augustus Hilton, everybody. Round of applause for old Gus right there. Just out. He don't need me. It took him but a lot. He's been up all night smoking cigarettes and playing slot machines, but we've <laughs> talked him into coming down here. I don't know if we can get the shirt, but uh, his name's Gus, obviously. I'm a Canadian Samara. Is it? Are you getting it? Anyway, it's a picture of... Uh, Augustus McRae off Lonesome Dove talking to uh, Lori Darlin, and it says, A poke got me here. <laughs> Great he, t shirt, Hambone. <laughs> and my wife had it made, not even me. That's because your wife's cool. Yeah, she is. Unlike you. <laughs> anyway, so father, son, father, son. I hope uh, we uh, honestly have a coolest relationship you guys do. Well, it's not all good. It's um, a lot of love, but. Hey, I'm thinking about beating the crap out of my dad later this perfect. afternoon of time. On that note, we got a BFO, <laughs> 2 o'clock coming up. Uh, don't forget, if you uh, can't make the NFR tonight, go uh, Rump's to, Rodeo Party, yep. Orleans Hotel, 6 o'clock, Boyd Gaming. Come check us out. And don't forget, if you leave here and go home, we're streaming live every day. Uh, so be sure, 12.30 tomorrow, 12.30 uh, every day. And Tuesday, if, if you're home watching, you're going to come out, or if you're here, Tuesday on Rump Chat, we're giving away two plaza seats to that night. <laughs> and we're Justin Boots, too. Don't yeah. forget those. Uh, unless, unless I need those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving Bron Crumb for two tickets on Tuesday. All right. We'll see you all later. Thanks for tuning in. Later. Yeah, we'll see you. That says goodbye. Get up here.